Hi, hi. Okay, so no small talk. Let's get started. Um, so under politics, the first and only news that we have today is about the IT rules of 2021, which are the Intermediary Guidelines and Digital Media Ethics Code. These rules came into force on 25th February 2021 and were given three months for compliance, which ended on May 26th. On May 26th, while WhatsApp went to court over Rule 4 that seeks traceability of the originator of information, Twitter has made a statement um, about the need to protect the freedom of expression of Indian citizens. The latest news is that the Delhi High Court has ordered the social media intermediaries to comply with the IT rules. Look, um, I believe designing policies and legislations are hard in itself, more so when there are a wide array of stakeholders involved. While they need to be intuitive, there is only so much one can anticipate of the future. This is one reason why there needs to be elasticity built into the structure of a policy so that it can accommodate future contingencies which will inevitably arise. And this is necessary so that it doesn't render the policy useless over time. Now let's use the K.S. Puttaswamy judgment of 2017 as a cornerstone to understand the backdrop of this legislation. So the judgment upheld the right to privacy. Um, any restriction on the right to privacy must be necessary, proportionate and include safeguards against abuse. So broadly speaking, the constitutionality of any legislation can be checked by the object of the legislation, whether it is arbitrary or proportional, is it enabling, does it have a chilling effect and finally, does it align with our constitutional values. Bearing this in mind, these are the concerns of this particular legislation. The privacy. So WhatsApp has an end-to-end -end encryption feature and these rules require decryption leading to the originator of the information on a request placed by the government. The second concern is about the duplicity of legislation because the decryption feature already exists in the previous amendments and there are other ways to gather information. Uh, but the only difference being this version includes criminal liability of intermediaries failing to comply with decryption requests. The third is the cost versus benefit analysis, right? Weakening of encryption systems will lead to law enforcement gains, but are these worth the costs and the risks involved? The possibility of abusing such loopholes exists. The fourth concern is that the same oversight mechanism are used for the for multifarious platforms. Like the same rules are used for digital media, which can include uh, digital news outlets, intermediaries like Twitter and Facebook and Twit uh, WhatsApp, and OTT platforms, Netflix and Hotstar and Prime. So, offices of the executive, that is the government, will be adjudicating over the cases that require decryption instead of a judicial officer. That is a very important concern because it infringes upon a very important principle of democracy which is the separation of powers. The executive or the government appointing an independent body to hold a digital press that holds the executive accountable is a paradox. The last uh, concern is um, of opposition parties, tech experts uh, who point at the lack of enough deliberation over the legislation. So the following are the government claims, right? What it claims is that they will use this only as a method of last resort. 
that privacy is not an absolute right. No freedom is absolute. There are reasonable restrictions. That the social media intermediaries are gaining too much power to set narratives and have the potential of inciting conflicts and infringing upon sovereignty of the country if they are not checked. So what are the other countries doing about this? So Australia is making Google and Facebook pay the news publishers for using their content on its platform. WhatsApp has not rolled out its um, latest update in Europe, uh, the update being of um, the selling user information from business accounts. The last concern of the government is um, the increasing incidence of cybercrime that are being reported and that it is important for it to have this in its toolkit. I believe regulation is necessary and the outdated IT Act needs reforms to cater to the current challenges of the digital ecosystem. But this needs to balance competing interests of freedom of thought and expression alongside ensuring safety of citizens. As an individual though, not a citizen, it makes me wonder how little say we have in the tradability of our freedoms. The only freedom of choice we are left with is whom we want to anoint as our negotiator, government or private enterprise. Nevertheless, an important choice to make. Moving on, next category is the world. Um, the first news we have under this is of Belarus, which has been in news after it forced a plane that was midair to land in its capital, Minsk, to arrest a dissident blogger journalist who was aboard the plane. The plane left Lithuania for Greece um, after a massive global media crackdown on the actions of the president, who had himself ordered the surveillance and subsequent midair arrest, by the way. US has imposed sanctions, and not surprisingly, the Belarus president has sought solace in Russia's premier, Vladimir Putin. The third news item is that of the tennis player Naomi Osaka, who has withdrawn herself from the French Open after she had penned to the authorities concerned about not attending press conferences which are part of athletes' contracts. She had initially put out a note listing her reasons behind the decision uh, and that invited a backlash from the organizers who threatened her with expulsion from future tournaments and fined her $15,000. She later clarified on social media again about the effect of such press conferences on the mental health of athletes, um, few insensitive questions that are asked that confirm their self-doubts and increase their anxiety and stress levels before or immediately after a game. And not surprisingly, the sports press has not taken too well to her decision she has apparently missed the nuances of press conferences and juxtaposed her cold shoulder of the media with mental health issues. And there is a lot of money involved, advertisements by corporates that run as backdrops in press conferences, which eventually goes into funding the scale of these tournaments. Large parts of civil society and players, however, across the spectrum um, have said that uh, Naomi was brave um, and that they felt relatable uh, and this might be a good time to self-reflect and consider reforms. Apparently, at 23, if Naomi Osaka can handle the pressures of a game in which she ranks number two in the world, she should be capable of dealing with a few nasty questions. If this is not false equivalence, I don't know what is. 
The fourth news item and the second underworld is that of, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, this falls under the category of environment. Um, the Republic uh, of Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, has been reporting earthquakes even after a week um, since the Mount Nyorogongo volcano erupted. It's part of the Wirunga volcanic chain, which owes its existence to the African Great Rift. So why does it erupt? Because these rifts are constantly extending and opening. And in a few million years, a new ocean will be created, separating the African continent from its eastern portion. Um, like how Madagascar was once a part of, the, of continental Africa. Uh, there are many dangers associated with rifting, um, the obvious one being earthquakes. Um, the, when lava reaches um, a, the nearby lake, which is uh, a Lake Kivu, the waters will get heated, uh, which will cause explosion. It will lead to release of carbon-rich gases like methane, more explosions. Um, a lot of humanitarian disruptions have taken place. Thousands have had to flee from the nearby town called Goma. Um, and towns such as this have to be relocated, but this will need a national consensus, which is seemingly a problem in the politically unstable Congo. This is not the first time such an event has occurred. This has happened in 2002 also. Um, the last category is that of the running story, um, which we are going to discuss over this entire week, um, which is a vaccine policy in India. There are many questions that have come up regarding uh, the rationale behind the vaccine strategy that India has adopted, like differential pricing, centralized versus liberalized policy, manufacturing, procurement, storage, compulsory vaccination, judicial indifference, etc. etc. So today we will be dealing with the judicial side of things. Um, so lately the Supreme Court and a few high courts have taken so motor cognizance of oxygen supply in states when the healthcare system was overwhelmed. Uh, so motor cognizance um, is when the courts take cognizance of matters of national importance um, without a petition being filed by an external entity. Um, so they even constituted a committee to make a plan based upon science when it wasn't satisfied with the way center allotted oxygen supply to the states. And recently it also questioned the government on the reason behind its differential vaccine pricing. Uh, we will get into the economics of this tomorrow, but for context, Serum Institute of India um, sells um, the vaccine at 150 rupees per dose to the center, 300 per dose to the states, and 600 per dose to private hospitals. Accountability, I believe, is a very important key feature of any representative government, but judicial interference such as this in administrative matters sets off a bad precedent. It infringes upon one of the key pillars of democracy which we have seen earlier today, which is the separation of powers between the legislative, executive and judiciary. Each of these arms of the state has a crucial role to play, but it is important to not overstep. As it is, the lines are getting increasingly blurry. And can vaccines be made compulsory? No, it will violate Article 21 of the fundamental right to life and that of privacy. Compulsory vaccinations, even with good intent for larger good of public health, can only be a moral imperative and not a legal imperative. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. It's hot and I'm sleepy. So bye.